Welcome. It is wonderful to have you here again. Thank you so much for joining us on the Damon Bruce Show on Damon Bruce Plus. And boy, what an ever-evolving media world we're living in now. We're going to get to all of that, how it has directly affected me, how I'm afraid it will affect others, and how it's going to affect you as a consumer of all things sports. But of course, we're here because we love sports, so that's where we're starting today. As always, some really good video game news, which is why I'm wearing a video game-related T-shirt. I'll explain what all this is in just a second. But welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, big night for the Nuggets last night, obviously. Uh, huge night for Escargo and Tex-Mex. What a mashup we're about to get. The San Antonio Spurs were the biggest winner in the NBA, and they weren't even in the playoffs last night. We'll get to all of that, but man. Uh, Joker last night. I just want to start with what he did because, look, LeBron was good and Anthony Davis was very good. I mean, he had 40 and 10, which is no slouchy night for anybody. But Jokic last night was just transcendent. He had 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists. That's hard to do in NBA 2K, much less in real life. That's just incredible. Not a single player has put up those stats in an NBA game, playoffs or regular season, in 40 years. I mean, he was just on a level unto himself, and then you had Jamal Murray essentially just cooking D'Angelo Russell to the point where, I don't know if he can even play in this series. I mean, he was terrible last night. So, fascinating NBA. Uh, uh, never mind the head cold. Uh, fascinating game last night, and we'll see what star rises tonight. Will it be Tatum? Will it be Jimmy Buckets? We have game one of, of course, the Eastern Conference Finals going off tonight. So there is all the NBA action that you need to know about. Uh, we were basically going to skip the topic of baseball today. You got two afternoon games. Uh, I want to go back to the NBA for the fact that when it comes to winning big man drafts, there is no franchise better at that than the San Antonio Spurs. First, it was David Robinson, then it was Tim Duncan, and now it is Victor Webinyama, the seven foot four Frenchman, uh, putting him into the hands of one of the great coaches of all time, and not into the hands of you know whatever coach of the Pistons or the Rockets or the Hornets that is you know will be fired three years from now is such a good development for Victor Webinyama. I mean, it, it could not have worked out better for him. It really couldn't have. Um, this is going to keep Popovich in the league for a few more years at the very least. That's good for the NBA. San Antonio is a team that you just got to respect. I mean, up and down, they do it the right way. And they've lost their way long enough now where they did go tanka, tanka, tanka. But boy, did it pay off again. Escargo and Tex-Mex coming to the Riverwalk next NBA season. Uh, one more NBA note for you. John Morant, during the playoff game last night, he he this he issued a statement during a playoff game, or at least that's when Woj went public with it. And, dude, the, the wrong time at pulling the trigger is kind of defining this guy. Um he said, John Morant did in a statement, I know that I disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there's more work to do. My words might not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continue to work on myself. Dude, you don't have a drug problem. You can't stop flashing guns on Instagram. You have a I'm an asshole problem. 
I'm trying to look tougher than I've ever been in my life is your problem. Put the internet down, sweetheart. And I understand that that's harder to do for a generation that grew up with it. My generation did not grow up with the internet. I wasn't interested in looking cool to anyone at any point in time. Uh, I just I accepted I wasn't and was very comfortable with it. The, 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 the thing about John Morant, you know, again, this is a journey. Dude, your journey ends the minute you stop flashing a gun on Instagram Live. You don't have a dependency. You're not an addict. You're an idiot. Stop acting like an idiot. There. Problem solved. Good God. The excuse making for that guy is just out of control. If you are a fan of important video games, woo! big news today. Big important video game news. NCAA football is coming back next summer, 2024. Woo! I love that. Uh, college players can now opt in their name, image, and likeness and get paid. And look, we all know how this all works. And they haven't released what the payment structure is going to look like for the kids. And let's be completely honest, no one really gives a shit. No one cares. Higher profile players at larger school are going to outpace the profits of Cal's backup right guard. You know, Arch Manning is going to make more money at Texas then Indiana's starting quarterback, the next five Indiana starting quarterbacks will. And that's how it works. If you're a Heisman candidate, you get to probably get compensated better than if you are a punter at San Jose State. That's how it works. But if every kid gets a little something, that's better than every kid getting a lot of nothing. So hopefully that's good. That's progress. Just put out the damn video game. It's all anybody wants. Um... A story today came out that, uh, again, is is really all I can kind of think about. Uh, really all I can sort of think about is what happened to the parent company that laid me off. Uh, the second largest radio company in, in America today is being delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. That is, that, that is a, 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 a testament to what corporate bloat, greed and mismanagement can do and you know there's a part of me that says fuck around and find out you know you lay me off you deserve this there's another part of me that is very worried for a whole bunch of friends I know not just at the radio station I used to work at but from a a lot of radio stations that I've got a lot of friends at you know the entire c-suite of odyssey should be laid off they're the ones who have screwed this up not the hosts not the program directors, not the producers. So I'm worried. And everyone involved should be incredibly worried. And I'm guessing what brought you here in the first place was the fact that you found me on the radio. So I'm guessing you got a little love for radio in your heart too. I got love for radio in my heart. I do. I always will. Um, it, it, it kills me to see what was once basically individual stations run by mom-and-pop shops just be handed over to the corporate greed and bloat that dots all corporations. And the, the greed always follows the big transaction. And what we have found is the reason why America's middle class has been gutted and there's only the extremely wealthy and the very poor is because trying to just survive in the middle is no longer possible. 
it's disgusting what has happened. And there is a even bigger sort of look at, at what is going on that has nothing to do with radio. I just saw this right before I went on the air. Uh, what the, you know, the, the writers are on strike right now. There is a writer's strike in Hollywood. And when you look at what they're asking for, when you're looking for just, you know, fair pay in companies that are making wild profits, it's incredible when it's broken down like this. So what the writers are asking for from Disney is that any writer who is on staff at Disney gets paid a minimum of $75,000 a year. That's it. A minimum of $75,000 a year. Um, or, or that is that or $75 an hour? I don't even know, but either way, it, it's not a lot of money considering Disney's revenues were $82.7 billion. The ask that the writers are asking for is 0.091% of corporate revenues. 0.091 for the people who come up with all the ideas that you turn into the movies that you're now, you know, a company worth $82.7 billion. Well, if you want to say, well, that's because, you know, Disney owns all those parks too, so it's not all movies. Okay, let's go to Netflix. There is no Netflix amusement park. Netflix, writers are asking for a minimum of $68,000 being paid to people working on shows on Netflix. That is a company that made $31.6 billion. So the percent of revenue that they're asking for is 0.214%. You know, when you're asking for something that is a percentage of the business that you're doing that begins with a zero, you're asking for the bare minimum. And these companies keep on saying, no, we can't even do bare minimum right by you. It's ridiculous. Warner Brothers, again, a minimum of 47000 Warner Brothers made $43.1 billion. We're talking about 0.108%. Apple, working on an Apple show. How about $17,000 minimum for anyone working on an Apple show, writing an Apple show? Now, obviously, your head writer, your showrunners, and all that stuff make more, but this is just the bare minimum. The bare minimum. Apple made $394 billion last year. So the percentage of what the writers are asking for for a minimum from Apple is 0.004%. And this is a very interesting, uh, well, it doesn't show up well there, but it's a very interesting uh, look at, 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 you know, a breakdown of, of what the ask is, what the revenues are, and what the percentage of those revenues would be. And the reason why that's not happening is because of one word, two words, corporate greed. That's it. That's, it's the insistence on keeping money above and beyond paying the people that help you make money. And that's the problem. Let me tell you, you know, I'm watching it happen. It obviously affected me directly. I'm afraid of how this is going to affect so many friends of mine directly. But media times are severely changing. Everything is changing right now. You know, before I even came on today, there were a whole bunch of people already in my chat room talking about, hey, anybody want to buy some Odyssey stock today? Oops, you can't. They're not on the stock exchange. You can't go to Robinhood and even call up their purchase price going off at nine cents a share. 
New Rockin' Era and Ernie Chavez saying $5 alone could buy you a whole hell of a lot of shares, but that's a bad investment. Again, it's a content distributor, or it's a content creator economy, not a content distributor economy. It's, a, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible uh, what how quickly things are changing. Look at what Pat McAfee has just done. And for those saying, you know, and I was even questioning, why would you give up, you know, your ability to talk however you want and make a whole lot of money being independent? Well, ESPN courted him and gave him what was once unthinkable. Even though he is now working at and for ESPN, he's still going to be able to do his live streaming show on YouTube. In other words, you can watch his show on ESPN right on YouTube without giving ESPN a dollar. ESPN realizes how quickly the sands underneath them are shifting. And McAfee represents a level of interactive TV, YouTube community that networks are now dying for. So they will give away exclusivity to just get a piece of it. And by the way, Jimmy Shapiro, come get you. I'm, I'm sitting right here. Could have had me for a lot less than McAfee, although I don't come with nearly the audience, but, you know, we're new here. It's going to happen. Hold on, a little sip of coffee. Mmm, delicious coffee. It's incredible how quickly it is all changing. <laughs> and then the plus, greater than Odyssey. It's a better bet at this point in time. I mean, I'm not being traded on the New York Stock Exchange either, but I started a company with my wife not even two months ago. This is a company that is run by a man who inherited, every, inherited everything from his daddy. And, you know, when little buys big, you're in trouble. And look, there's a lot of bad timing. It's not just all mismanagement. They bought CBS Radio right before the pandemic, which basically was the single... I don't know if there was a good time to invest in radio, but there certainly was a worse time, and that's when Odyssey like quintupled down on what would turn out to be a horrifically bad decision and choice. So, you know, all I can tell you is that the richest people at the top even though this is an embarrassing moment for them in business, uh, they won't lose a single bedroom off their mansions or a car in their garage. What's going to happen is hardworking people left and right who are just scraping by as it is will get fucked. That's how they will survive. It's kind of like John Fisher with the A's. He doesn't care about how many fans are affected or his team's winning percentage. As long as he is able to make an extreme profit, that's all he cares about. And look, I'm not comparing the NFL to John Fisher or Odyssey here, but the NFL is cluing everyone in about what is now important to it. The NFL sees the future, and the future, kids, it ain't linear television. The story yesterday that a wild card game has been sold to go to Peacock for $110 million. Again, a buddy of mine saying, well, that kind of sucks, but at least I won't have to watch commercials in that game. You're out of your mind. They're not going to slash their profits. They're going to make $110 million on top of the commercials that they will now sell in that game. And what you are looking at as broadcasting is being redefined redefined in front of us what you're looking at is the nfl is now officially trading 
reaching the largest possible audience for a better payday. That used to not be available. When it was just all network TV, the better payday was only available with the bigger audience. The NFL has essentially, it's completely won the ratings war. The NFL doesn't need to worry about ratings. They have won. They have won so decisively that they can give some back. There's nothing left to fight for. The only thing the NFL wants to fight for is more money, bigger dollars, every single chance they get. I've always said this, and you know, stations that I've worked on in the past didn't like this, but they also, when you know, brought me into a meeting to talk about is there another way to say that, couldn't disagree with me. I've always said if the NFL could make money crashing airplanes into hospitals, it would. If the NFL could profit on crashing passenger airplanes into hospitals, it would. Well, what about all the public blowback? Well, that would be damned. And everyone would be there week one to watch Aaron Rodgers make that New York Jets debut on Monday Night Football, and they know that. They know that. Wouldn't even matter if you knew anyone on the plane or in the hospital. If you're a Jets fan, you want to see Aaron Rodgers week one. They know that. Again, the NFL is now trading the largest, broadest possible audience for profits. I mean, I I remember when the NFL's success was basically built on the fact it was on two networks, so you know exactly where every game was going to be. It was in two time slots on Sunday and one prime time slot on Monday night, and that's it. That was part of the success story. You knew where it was, when it was. It was easily available. It was a community event that we all watched together at the same time, and that's where its success was born. As I said yesterday, now, if you want to watch your favorite NFL team in all 17 games of the season, you need to have CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ABC, Amazon, NFL Network, ESPN+, Peacock+, and YouTube TV. That, that, that's, that's a lot of places, not just two networks and a primetime game. Things are changing, and they're changing so rapidly. They're changing so quickly. I'm telling you, I will look back at any layoff as a blessing in disguise because it got me over here first, and I can promise you this weekend, former colleagues of mine, not just here in San Francisco, but in radio towns and cities that I've known and people that I've known for years are going to be reaching out to me over this weekend going, Damon, how'd you do it? Because this is coming down my road soon enough. And you're right. It is. The whole damn way media is distributed, media is consumed, is changing so quickly that if you don't get ahead of it, you will be left behind. It's just all happening. It's happening in front of our eyes. I know we got some people here in the chat. They want to talk a little bit about media. They want to talk about Victor Webb and Yama. Why all the hype? This, that, the other thing. How about the Lakers last night? LeBron made a big mistake at the end of the game, turned him over. But he was instrumental in closing what was a 21-point look like the Lakers were going to get run off the floor to a hold-your-breath win at home for the Denver Nuggets. That series ain't over. 
and we got the Eastern Conference Finals beginning tonight. So there's a lot to get into as we slip on into Club Plus. But like I said, we're not going to waste your time. I'm really not going to waste your time with much of the baseball that is going on here today. Although I will let you know we got afternoon baseball in the Bay on both sides of the bridge. And if you're looking for horrific home pitcher ERAs, you got two offered up today. Manaya is nearly at eight. And uh, uh, Luis Medina for the A's is over eight. So you can't find an area with worse starting home pitching than the Bay Area today. Enjoy your afternoon games, everyone. Giants have won two in a row over the Phillies, though. My boy Schwarber went deep in the ninth off of Duvall last night, made everyone hold their breath, but Duvall shut the door down, and Giants got a little winning streak going. So there you go. Much more coming up on Club Plus about all that is happening, your reaction, everything that's going on in the chat. But like I said, I am not going to waste your time when there's not a lot going on. And look, the, the biggest news in sports today, honestly, NBA, all things considered, it might be the fact that the NCAA football game is coming back, baby. I love that game. It's the only time Indiana will ever go to a Rose Bowl in my video game. By the way, I was so excited about that video game news when I read it this morning that I went and got the only video game t-shirt that I own. The San Guerrero Pollos are a fictional baseball team from the game The Bigs that I did the voiceover work for for 2K when I was back in NBA 2K and a couple of other video games. That was so much fun to do. Those games were popular. They were a hit, but they had to go away because it was the steroid era that baseball was running from, and you could hit home runs to the moon in that game, like lasers and shit happened. So um, the, the nose was cut off to spite the face, if you will. But uh, it was great having you here today. It's really good to have NCAA coming back. We got more playoff basketball tonight. Playoff hockey is happening, which is great on the flip back. Afternoon baseball uh, for you to maybe go and enjoy a, a businessman special. Uh, I've got a guardsman sports auction tomorrow night. So even though I really don't even need a haircut, I'm going to go get just trimmed up, you know, make it good around the ears and shave the back of the neck. So I'm going to go get all fancy for you. I'll show you how fancy I am tomorrow. I'm might even put on the tux early maybe hit you with a little tuxedo on the plus tomorrow maybe just the jacket we'll figure it all out as we go along but i want to thank you very much for tuning in today it was wonderful for having you here on the uh oh man i totally forgot that i you know like he's standing right here this is ike my man ike i i, I look at it this way he he was like, I'm going to send you a big cardboard cutout so you can help do commercials. I feel like this thing is doing a commercial so they don't even need me to do a commercial anymore. But I do love my sponsor, boy. And there he is. Go get yourself a delicious like sandwich. I had a Paul Rubens delivered to the house yesterday. Oh, it was delicious. It was delicious. I went, uh, I went full-on sandwich porn. I dropped a picture on you, too. And I'm also happy to let you know that... Uh, we love whiskey, blackened whiskey. It is fantastic. Pick yourself up a bottle of blackened. Do it now. Do it twice. Do it three times because summer's coming, and uh, you're going to need some nice whiskey to sip all summer long. Uh, by the way, my man Charles, who hooked me up, is coming over 
on uh, Saturday night for dinner with his lovely wife. Maybe we'll do a little whiskey tasting live together right here from a man who is an expert in such a thing. So stick around for that. We'll have more sports for you tonight. I'm going to be joining Larry Kruger for a home and home on his channel, I believe, from like 8 to 9 o'clock tonight. I guess so that will be the first time I'm showing off the spiffy new haircut. Um, but that's what's going on. New media. Draymond weren't lying, man. He was not lying. It is a thing. Thanks to Black and Whiskey. Thanks to my friend Ike. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. And stick around for Club Plus, which is about to begin. But if you're just listening on the podcast, I'm saying thank you so very much for tuning in today. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.